This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. I want to begin with a fascinating story from the Middle Ages. It's about a pope named Gregory and a king named Henry IV of Germany. Now, in those days, popes not only had ecclesiastical power, but political power as well. In a dramatic move, Pope Gregory excommunicated King Henry IV while he insisted on divorcing his wife, Bertha of Savoy. This was not only devastating to Henry spiritually, but politically, for this made Henry ineligible to sit on the throne of Germany. The king, who well knew what the pope expected out of him, came to Rome to do penance and to seek absolution. He found that the pope was away in the mountains, and so during the harsh winter of 1077, King Henry IV and his servants made a long and dangerous journey through the snowy mountains of northern Italy to meet with the Pope. They met in a small town called Canossa in the mountains of northern Italy. When Henry and his, uh, his retinue arrived, the Pope humiliated Henry further by making him wait in the bitter cold for three days before finally agreeing to see him. Reliable accounts state that when Henry was finally permitted to enter the gates, he walked barefoot through the snow and knelt at the feet of the Pope to beg forgiveness. As a result, the Pope granted him absolution. Now contrast what Henry IV did to obtain absolution for his sins and what you and I were forced to do to obtain our salvation. It is not we who make a journey to a remote place in order to satisfy God. It is not we who stand cap in hand waiting to be recognized, seeking to be brought in out of the cold, longing to be forgiven. In Jesus Christ, it is God who has made this journey on our in, our in our behalf. Sorry, in our behalf. The poet writes, I sought the Lord, and afterward I knew. He moved my heart to seek him, seeking me. The journey of salvation is not our journey, but Christ's. He is the pilgrim, the pioneer. As the writer of Hebrews puts it, it is he who walks the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering. It is by his initiative that we are saved, not our own. The journey of salvation begins in a garden called Gethsemane. Every year, Gethsemane. That is, of course, the place where Jesus went to pray on that climactic night when he was betrayed. Jesus withdrew a stone's throw from his disciples, knelt down, and began to pray, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22, verse 41 through 42. Now Luke tells us that Jesus' agony was so great that his sweat became like, like great drops of blood falling upon the ground. You and I have have had our Gethsemanes, haven't we? Anybody who has ever sought to do God's will has wrestled with difficult decisions. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ is to make a commitment to a style of living that involves personal sacrifice. It involves our time, our personal resources. It could even require our lives. History is filled with stories of personal Gethsemanes where persons have been willing because of their commitment to Christ to pay the ultimate price. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane over a decision only he could make. When he came back to his disciples, he found them sleeping. 
How human is that? Some of us may be sleeping while someone very close to us is agonizing over a deep and potentially devastating decision, and we are not even aware of it. While Jesus is still speaking to his disciples, there comes a crowd of men into the garden. One of them is Judas. It is with a kiss that Judas betrays Jesus. I suppose this event exposes evil at its ugliest. An enemy can be confronted, but when it is somebody you trust who stabs you in the back, when a kiss becomes the instrument of betrayal, when darkness masquerades as light, that is when we see how twisted the human spirit can become. Soldiers take Jesus and, and, and scourge him. They weave a crown of thorns and place it upon his head. Someone finds a discarded purple rope and they, they place it around his shoulders in an attempt to humiliate and debase him further. They salute him and kneel down in mock homage before him, crying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they strike his head with a reed and spit upon him. Nearby is another troubled figure who also has a decision to make. It is Pontius Pilate. Now, he has examined Jesus and found no evidence that he has committed any crime. Even more disquieting, Pilate's wife has had a dream about Jesus that has greatly disturbed her. Have nothing to do with this man, she warns her husband. Now, Pilate is facing his Gethsemane now. Pilate is not a man of courage or conviction. He fails the test. He has Jesus brought out and set on a judgment seat at a place called the pavement, which in Hebrew is called Gabbatha. That is the second landmark on our journey of salvation that we need to recall. First Gethsemane, then Gabbatha. It was here that Pilate washed his hands of Jesus. Don't we wish that it was that easy to absolve ourselves of responsibility for evil? Pilate offers a crowd, offers the crowd a choice between Jesus and a well-known insurrectionist named Barabbas. Did I say it right this time? Barabbas? Thank you. Give us Barabbas, the crowd screams. What shall I do with the one who is called the king of the Jews, Pilate asks. Crucify him. Crucify him, the mob chants with frightening intensity. Even the nails of the cross could not have pierced Jesus' soul like the chants of the mob. These were his own people. This was his beloved Israel. These were God's chosen people. And now they were screaming, crucify him, crucify him. Rejection always hurts. All of us want to be recognized and appreciated. Of course, rejection is part of life. We know we cannot please all of the people all the time. Sometimes we can't please anybody. A retired man tells how he always used to go to the old Bill Meyer Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee to watch the city's minor league team play baseball. He says that there was an old man at the stadium who never missed a game. He would sit in the same seat each game and invariably he would offer the same chant. Whenever a Knoxville player came up to bat, he would yell, walk him pitcher, walk him. If the pitcher should walk the batter, then the old man would yell triumphantly, you walked the wrong man pitcher, you walked the wrong man. Sometimes no matter what you do, you can't win. I like the attitude of George Whitefield, the great evangelist who worked with John and Charles Wesley. Whitefield once revealed, uh, received a letter that uh, spitefully accused him of assorted wrongdoings in his ministry. 
Whitefield returned a brief, courteous reply that stands as an example to anyone who is judged and accused by others. I thank you for uh, your uh, heartily, I thank you heartily for your letter, he wrote. As for what you and my other enemies are saying against me, I know worse things about myself than you will ever say about me. With love in Christ, George Whitefield. I like that. Yeah. Of course, Jesus knew he had done no wrong. But there he sat rejected by his own people at a place called Gabbatha. But Gabbatha is not the end of our journey. From Gabbatha, our story moves to the third stop on the journey of salvation. It is, as you may have already guessed, a hill called Golgotha, the place of the skull. The soldier was compelled, by, uh, compelled to pass her by Simon of Cyrene to carry Jesus' cross. Reaching the top of the hill, they nailed his hands. They nailed his hands and feet to the crude rule, crude wood. They nailed his hands and feet to the crude wood. They offered him wine mingled with myrrh, but he did not drink it. They stripped him of his garments and hung him on a cross between two thieves. They gambled at the foot of the cross and passerbys taunted him saying, aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from that cross. The chief priests and scribes joined in. He saved others, he cannot save himself. Gethsemane, Gabbatha, now Golgotha, Father, forgive them, he prays, for they know not what they do. The impact of his death would never be forgotten by his disciples. There's a legend about Simon Peter. When the perse persecution of Christians by Nero was at its height, Simon Peter was urged by other Christians to flee from Rome. Since discretion is usually the better part of valor, Simon Peter compelled with their, excuse me, complied with their wishes. But as he was fleeing the city, he encountered a mysterious figure. As, he, as the person drew nearer, he recognized Jesus and said to him in Latin, Quo vadis, Domine? Where are you going, Lord? Back came the answer, I am going to Rome to be crucified again because my servant Peter is leaving the church. With tears of repentance and shame, Peter turned back to Rome and went to his death. The death of Christ had a tremendous impact on his disciples. It still has an impact on thoughtful persons today. How can you and I live such mediocre lives in the light of what Christ has done for us? He hangs on the cross for six hours. So great is his agony that he cries out, Eloi, Eloi, masabachthani which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Only a person who has experienced such physical and emotional pain can properly empathize with such a plaintive utterance. Then suddenly there is a loud cry and the struggle is over. A centurion who watches him die is heard to exclaim, truly this man was a son of God. But fortunately, the story does not end in Golgotha. There was near the place he was crucified, a garden. In that garden was a new tomb in which no one had ever laid. 
in, it was in that tomb late on a Friday evening that they placed the body of Jesus. The following Sunday morning, just before the sunrise, some women came to the tomb to anoint the body with spices, as was their custom. But the stone was rolled away from the tomb. The body was gone. Two men stood by them in dazzling apparel and said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Soon the news traveled throughout the region. He is alive. He's alive. Such rumors have been spread about other men. I understand that the coffin of Abraham Lincoln was pried open twice after his death. The first time was 1887, 22 years after his assassination. Fourteen years later, the grisly deed was repeated. Both times the rumor had spread that Lincoln was not really dead. The rumors took on so much credibility that it became important to government officials to prove them false. And such rumors have popped up throughout history concerning famous people. The difference in the instance of Jesus was that he began making appearances to his disciples. So dramatic were these appearances that the lives of those who experienced them were turned upside down. There were, there were the scars in his hands, in his feet, and his side. My Lord and my God, cried Doubting Thomas. It was incredible, but it was true. He is alive. He's alive because he is alive. We can live too. The journey of salvation, Gethsemane, where, the wrestled, where he wrestled with the mission for which God had sent him, Golgotha, where he was rejected by his own people, Golgotha, where by his death he reconciled the world unto God, and the garden tomb where God resurrected him to live forever in the hearts and lives of those who know him to be Christ. Where does that leave us? St. Paul gives us a clue when he writes, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So the last stop on the journey of salvation is our town as we seek to tell the good news, as we seek to make disciples of all men and women, as we seek to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. For you see, the story is not over. The process still goes on, and it will go on until the day comes when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. A little preview of Good Friday there, I think. Yeah, always, you know, no matter how many times, it always, always gets me. The day that, 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 doesn't, that I don't feel those emotions is the day I need to make some changes. All right. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Feedback at DallasVLC.com. Pretty self-explanatory. Compliments, concerns, concessions, suggestions, or complaints. If I could say it, it'd be real easy. Concessions, but concessions. concessions. You know, here's the deal. Compliments, that's the one we really like. All the rest, you know, we, it's for all for you. Anything you have to say for us, feedback at DallasVLC.com. All right.
If you have not had the chance to do so yet, please take the time to download the Pray.com app. Uh, join the church and leave a legacy of helping others. This is a place where I go every day and I post a nice uh, scripture reading or prayer, something very small, very light, very easy to read, for two seconds really to read it. It reminds me to pray for you, and I hope it reminds you to pray for me. Uh, we are here as your church and your family, and we're always here, seven days a week, not just on Sunday. So let's remind you of that. Also, great place to go and tithe. Um, tithing is very important, and, and it's a requirement of the church. We, we, we need you to tithe, in other words, to keep this church uh, uh, open, to keep the doors open, to keep us alive. And you can do that here. Uh, it it kind of makes it easier. You don't have to remember every week, or if you can't make it every week, or whatever. You, you do your tithing on your credit card or your banking account. It automatically does it every week for you, and it's done. Or you can do a one-time one -time thing as well. It's all up to you. Um, but go down to the uh, Apple Play Store, or Apple App Store, uh, the, uh, the App Store, or the Google Play Store, and download the Pray.com app. Okay. Request for prayers. Request for prayers, uh, you would just need to email us at pray at dallasulc.com. That's pray at dallasulc.com. Um, we pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church, so you can choose to um, either have us say your prayers during our weekly prayers, or, or, week, or weekday prayers, rather, or you can have us uh, add our prayers to our intercessions on Sundays and have the entire congregation say it. You can choose to remain anonymous or give us your name. Um, just put what you need to, to have done in the email and we'll take care of it for you. Um, also, uh, we do offer our services uh, for a, um, for two, Sorry, the word just wasn't coming to me, was it? <laughs> a dedication we, to, to honor somebody um, uh, during the service. And we, we say the service in their name. So it could be either somebody who is uh, passed on and, and, and dedicating that service in memory, or I, I like even better when they're still here for their graduation, their birthday, their wedding uh, anniversary, just their whatever. Or, yeah, just a random day. Say, hey, I love you. This, this, this service is for you. I, I would be honored. I mean, I think that's an honor to have a mass or a service set in your name. So to do that, again, pray at DallasULC.com. All we ask for that is, is that you, uh, if you're able, to uh, give a small donation to the church to help cover the cost of that service. And that, uh, that gets that going for you, okay? All right. We have a podcast. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Don't take my thunder away from me. <laughs> Waited too long. Oh, Lord, I just had to give that evil look, you know? Yeah, we do have a podcast, um, and it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's uh, different than being here. It's different than watching us on YouTube, and if you haven't done it yet, I suggest you do because it's a lot of fun, and there's some neat things on there that happen, and, and, and you, you catch something. I always catch something different on the podcast than I do watching or listening anywhere else or even being here in person. It's just a totally different experience. It's just, if you haven't done it, go do it, and you do that by searching for your path with Bishop Mark, your path with Bishop Mark, anywhere you want to go in your search engines, or... You can catch us on Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, Spotify, Pocket Casts, I see that one already, or TuneIn. Let's try one more time. Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, TuneIn, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, and Spotify. I think we're about to have to just switch to the... Apple Podcasts or wherever your favorite podcasts are listening to. You know, that's not fair, though. I think all of these guys have, you know, took faith in us and, and picked us up as a, you know, a, a small church with a, with a podcast. They picked us up, you know, and, and have, have broadcast us. And I think it they really all... It really costs them money to be able to host us. It really Absolutely. It, it does. It does. And I, and, and I think they all deserve a mention here. That's why I do it every week. I just, all of them deserve a mention. 
Um, I think there's actually a couple more out there that we don't know about. Uh, I know that um, uh, the one in the, 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 the media server thing we use. Plex? Plex is now doing, yeah, I think, and I know, that I, I know I can listen to my, our podcast on there. Really? So, yeah, we, I can listen to it on yeah, there. I have it on, on my server. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, just, uh, anywhere, look, folks. Just go to your search engine and type in your path with Bishop Mark. Your path. Or if you already have one of these wonderful uh, providers, go to them and your path with Bishop Mark. We're right there. Come check us out. We appreciate that. Now, with that wonderful news comes some of the tough news. It does cost money to uh, to run a podcast, and it costs money to run a church, and it costs money to well, it costs money to do anything these days. I mean, it's unfortunately. But uh, we ask for your help at this point because we rely solely on donations to keep our church and our podcast going. Um, without you, we wouldn't be here. And if you weren't out there, we probably wouldn't be here either because we're here for you. And you're here for us, I hope. So to help us out, to help take this podcast going, you simply go to anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. That's anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. There are three tiers here. Uh, there's a 99 cent per month tier, a 4.99 per month tier, and a 9.99 per month tier. Honestly, they are all exactly the same benefit to you. They just help your church and your podcast survive. Um, it's just basically what can you afford? I mean, can you afford 99 cents? Great, please help us out. Can you afford uh, $40 a month? Great, help us out. I'm sure there's a place on there where you can do that too. Um, and we appreciate that, and, and we hope that you find that our, our value here is worth helping us out in that way to keep us, help us keep going for others as well. Um, if, you, if you don't want to do it that way, you can always go to our website, dallasulc.com, and there is a, a support uh, page there a, where you can go and, and do it all through PayPal. Uh, it's really easy. Um, and, but we would like, if you could, to please support your podcast so we can keep coming to you every week uh, with hopefully some, some, uh, some of the Lord's word that's helping you get through life. For, for anybody that's, that's watching, you, I, I know there's a big black box that says Apple Pay right there in the middle, and you don't have an Apple device or a Mac or whatever. Yeah, but that's just because he. This is off of a, a, a Macintosh that, that we got, and it's you don't have to use Apple stuff just just to use the service. You can use your regular credit cards as well. Right, and there's also I mean you can see I don't know if you can see it or not right at the bottom below, below that it says Pay with a credit card instead. You don't have to. You, know, you don't have to use Apple Pay. If y'all have an aversion to Apple Pay, there's our ways around that. Trust me. You can also, like I said, go over to, to, to DallasFuelC.com. We have PayPal. If you have a version of PayPal, you can use, you can use this. there's other things you can do. Okay? Just write us a check and send it in the mail. We'll take that too, you know? All right. Okay, guys. It's getting closer, and I hope y'all are, oh, wow, 63 days. That's not, like, any time at all. I have a lot to do still. All right. Fair Park, 63 days, get your friends together, let's go, let's have a good time, let's have fun. We're going to be in Pride for the first time, it's going to be the first time in Fair Park, it's going to be the first time not in Oakland. it's going to be a lot of fun, first time in June in Dallas. Let's go have fun, let's make a big showing for Dallas Universal Life Church and make people want to come here and see what the heck we're all about. Because that's what this is all about, about bringing people in, showing our support for our brothers and sisters, but bringing them here as well, okay? Help us out, get those phones, get on those, those keyboards, let's get some people in here, okay? And then you can bring them to church. All right. Is that it? Yeah. I forgot to put the, the, the slide in here, didn't I? I always do that. All right. There you go. Thank you very much. All right.
Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. So, all right, so what'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Oh, yeah. Today we talked about the journey of salvation, and we had a little preview uh, in the sermon of basically, you know, that Holy Week going on, and, and and ended up. How did it end up? What did it? What, what's it saying at the end of the sermon there about the journey? Where is the journey going now? What is it? Is, we ended with Jesus, right? Is it over? No, it's, it's, it's never. That's the point. It's never over. Okay, so where where's the journey going now? Who who's who's on the journey now? See, that, that, uh, it's on to us now at this huh? point. It, and what does that mean? Well, it follows last week's. Uh, not doing nothing. You have to do something. Amen. You have to do a hell of a lot. If you, if you really want to do, you know, know the truth, it's a lot. And, and we can talk about, you know, to the point of even losing your own life, you know, for your faith, for your beliefs, for standing up for what is right. Um, thoughts. Tell me about it. Tell me about what you thought about today's service, but what you thought about the sermon. The flowers are beautiful. Justin, thank you for picking them out. They're, they're very, very pretty. Um, there was something I, towards the end of the sermon that I, would, I said to myself I needed to remember, and then I don't remember. <laughs> Think about it. It'll come to you. you know, I am Start writing notes. You get a beautiful, beautiful phone, phone and computer, all these little things. Take notes. Phone, computer, well, everything phone, is taken yeah. up. Uh, I can't. I literally. And then I'm well, sitting there. You that then. You know, something else. Uh, Be a paper. paper pen. I mean, iPad. Paper and pen. I'm so sitting there having to control paper, your, your, your paper, teleprompter paper, there. Paper and pen. Paper, my hands are busy paper. with your teleprompter there. <laughs> I can't remember for five minutes what you're saying. Come on. No, after. After that song, is my, if I can remember anything after that song. Is my, is my preaching that that good that you're just so drawn in that nothing else can stop, can, can, can say in your memory but my voice and the beautiful words that are coming out of my mouth? That's it, isn't it? I have no words. It's exactly what it is. I have absolutely no words. <laughs> so, praise right. Jesus. <laughs> We're on this journey of salvation. Jesus started this journey. Right, Golgotha. Let me see. see. There were three different places. What do I do with the sermon? There it is. My hardback copy of my sermon. This cost me about thirty dollars. Somebody decided to print it on the nice paper. Don't put that paper in tank. Put that in the other. In the other one. Trust me on this one. Put it in the. I got it. I got it. I got it. I wasn't listening and did whatever I wanted. That doesn't try you one bit. At least I didn't hit it, though. True. So, let me sing this this little spot here. Here we go. So, we started with... uh, Okay, here we go. Gethsemane. Oh, there was a good one. I said it right. Gethsemane. The third time's the time. Gabatha. And then Golgotha. Gethsemane, Gabatha, and Golgotha. Right? So those were where Jesus did. started at the, 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 the garden. Mm-hmm. Right? And then um, Gabatha, which was what? The hill. No, well, the, hmm? the hill was the last one. Gabatha was what? Hmm. You're asking me to remember names of things. Okay. Gabatha was where he was when... Uh, he was being, you know, where he was being, yeah, right, where he was with, with Pontius Pilate. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's where, where Gagatha, uh, Gabatha was. Uh, Gabatha, uh, Gabatha. And then you know, there's three different ones. Gethsemane, Gabatha, and Golgotha. Golgotha is, is the, the hill of skulls. That's where he was crucified. Gabatha means, um, let me see if I can remember what it is. It's like the, the stone something or it's a USA. So I think in the future Gabatha. we're going to find it like that and you're going to start flagging these different definitions that you know you're going to come back. Well, yeah, I know. I know, I, you know, I know what they are. I just, I'm, you know, okay, so. Uh, yeah, I know. You, well, you know, I kind of ran out of time again. You know, we were. I, I wasn't, you just got a little, got a little hurried there at the end. We, we got a little bit. Okay. It was, that's where Pilate washed his hands of, uh, of, of Jesus. Uh, it's actually, I, didn't, I don't think I said the name of what it means, did I? Yeah, here it is. Uh, it's the pavement. I was close, the sidewalk. I said the pavement. Uh, in Hebrew, it's called Gabatha. Gabatha, okay. Just a second. And then Golgotha, which is the, the Hill of Skulls. And then what? Then we, after the head, there was one other place before. Well, the place that was the, 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 tomb. the tomb, the new tomb, right? And then after that, where does it go? It falls on us. Falls on us. And what, explain to me again what that means. Tell me what that means. What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go to these places and then follow Jesus' footsteps and get crucified and go to the tomb? Essentially, that is what ends up happening. Maybe not literally, but essentially that is a potential... Yeah, it is. I mean, you want to be as Christ-like as possible. That's what you do, isn't it? But how, how do we interpret that into our daily lives? That's the well, question I have being, for you. It's being Christ-like, ultimately. What does that the mean? the simplest way of saying it. What does that mean? What does that mean? Someone else can fill me in. What does that mean? Anybody know? To be Christ-like, to be forgiving, loving, understanding, um, to give oneself to, um, I guess, to... Lend, even to just listen to someone because sometimes like it's almost the equivalent of giving someone a hug or whatever you know it's just like you may just save that person's life just by Absolutely. listening to them I, I have two words for you and it pretty much sums it up in my opinion of what this means and it's two words that are the most difficult things in the world to do when you put them together and that's unconditional love I mean, I proved it to myself when that prayer came on at the end here. Here I was kind of dissing somebody, right? At the end, we had a beautiful song we sang, and I was kind of dissing somebody because of their singing ability, and they're not here. And what I came across on that prayer, but welcome everyone with open arms. Love them unconditionally. Even those who have been are against you, basically, you know? Oops. I said, God slapped me in the face there. And he did. He did. Unconditional love encompasses all those things you just said, if you think about it. Jesus unconditionally loved everybody. That, to fathom in of itself, is, is you know, look, not everybody's that lovable. I know I, at times I, I can be pretty tough to love. <laughs> Believe me, I know. So that's the challenge. So to, 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 to forgive them for this for what they've done, including unconditional love, that forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? And and truly forgive them and open them back up, open your arms back up to them. Be, wow. Um, and that, I always say life is very simple. And there it is. There's your life right there. Life, unconditional love. If you can attain that, sure as hell ain't easy. 
you know, we want we got we want to hold grudges. You know, we want to get revenge. We want to be mad. We want to fight. We want to teach them a lesson. But it's in that immediate moment that you have to stop yourself. And you know, Jesus Christ, even in that immediate moment, there's only one time we really see him get angry. I mean, he he has a smart mouth at times. <laughs> you know, woman, I'm the, I'm the, what do I look like, the caterer? No. <laughs> but that is still not. That's one of the places I'm going to, by the way, in, in Lebanon, is, is where he performed the miracle of Cana, uh, Cana the, uh, when he changed the water into wine. That's one of the places I'm going to get to go. I'm very excited. That'll be really cool. Yeah. I'm going to try thinking about recording a, a sermon there from there um, and bringing it back yeah. with me. And that'll be fun. I'm being so nervous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, what else you got for me today, guys? What's going on with your lives? What's going on with your Lent? What's going on with your preparation for the coming of Jesus Christ as our Savior and being crucified and saving our lives? What's going on with you in your lives that's helping you prepare for that? Besides just your church? Something. Are you preparing? Are you, prepar- are you praying? Are you thinking about it? Are you giving, you giving up something to relent? You know, it's only a few weeks away. I mean, what is, what, I mean this is April 1st. is tomorrow. And I think it's the twi- when is Easter, the 21st? I believe it's the 21st. So it's three weeks. You all ready for potluck? You have to what you're going to bring yet? No, I'm going to tell you something. The food is going to be off the chain, as Michael would say. It's going to be off the chain. What's off the chain? I'm telling you, we've got some food coming. Bishop Mark is going to pat himself on the back on this one because he's got some food coming. So that's why you're broke. <laughs> that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we spent, uh, I spent a little bit of money this year, but, yeah. you know, that's not, that's not the issue. I mean, the issue is I, I did it because, I mean, I could have cooked it all, I guess. It would have been the same, and I would have been completely exhausted and probably a real bitch to be around, but, you know. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just being honest, you know. Uh, it's kind of nice to have, you pay, yeah. Yeah, I guess you pay for what you yeah, get, but yeah. you know. So you relax a little bit with, relax a little with and, and actually enjoy being with my congregation. Because the last couple of years, even from the very beginning even, the first year especially, I mean, we were so busy. And even the last couple of years, last year was, I, I don't get to do anything but to. It was, it was extra hectic just because of lack of help and stuff like that and whatnot. It's an issue we've got over here, isn't it? Yeah. Last year was. So. What do we do about these? This is a time when we're supposed to be kind of building numbers in the church. And that Morse code up there. I'm going to bring him down to church and recruit him. I just hear Stewie running around. I know it. And that's exactly what I see in my head, too. I don't, I've never seen the kid. I've never seen him. I don't, I don't know who he is or whatever. It's just very strange. But anyway, um, our, our, our numbers have dwindled dramatically. And I take full responsibility for it because it's my responsibility. But um, how can we... No, you can't take ownership of people's actions. No, no, no. But it's my responsibility. I'm not taking ownership for their actions, but it is my responsibility. It's my church. I'm the pastor. And ultimately, and ultimately it's, it's, it falls on me. Yes, it is. All of our responsibilities. So what are we doing to change that? I know Deacon Partain is uh, back at our congregation. That's a lovely thing. We're so happy he's back with us. Um, now we just have to convince him to, to stick with us and, 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 and do all that lovely work that he used to do for us for, for uh, 
Because I'll tell you what, no matter what you say, things ran a lot smoother with, with Deacon Partain here. They, they did. And, and we have sorely missed in the last six or seven months. So, um, but no pressure. Of course not. No. So what are we doing? Are you thinking about it? Because I think about it all the time. And I, and I guess that's part of my job, is to think about things like that. But, you know, why are we not filling up the seats anymore? Why are we down to two or three a week instead of five or six? What's going on? What, am, I, am I doing something different? Is the church going in a direction that's kind of scaring people off? What's going on that we're not bringing in anybody? I, I never have any, any clue. I know, it's tough, isn't it? I, that's it's tough. Because, I mean, look, we're pretty, I'm pretty in your face, and I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not the normal pastor you're going to find at a church. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty in your face about things, and I, you know, I'm, I have my opinion. I'm not saying you have to have it, but if you don't know me, you might think that, I, that you do have to have my, your, my opinion to be here. That's <laughs> not the truth. I love a good debate. Mm -hmm. I, I, the reason I'm asking that, look, we've got, we've got to do something. We have to do something. I want to get out of this condo and do a service in a church building. Somewhere Any, else, any other building anything else but here. I want to have a place that we can call our church home, mm -hmm. because um, your home back. Well, I do need my home back, but that's that's you know I, that's, that's that's beside the point. The point is, look, we need an identity, yeah. and we need a place that gives us that. And I think that that's a, a very big step for a church. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money to move into a place, especially in Dallas right now. And it's you know, especially and right now. We none of us none of us are millionaires. Believe me. Uh, maybe if one's out there watching on YouTube. You know, help us out. DallasULC.com. Just go there. Yes. It's worth a shot. I'm not very good at fundraising. I'm not very good at asking for money. That's not never been my forte. And as a pastor, I have to do it, and I hate it. But it's something I have to do to try it because I I don't hate it any more than any less than I love my church. So. Someone's coming in the door. Could you get the door, please? Sure. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Mark here? I thought you said Brian. Hmm? Um, Mark? Yeah. Come on in. Oh. I said service is already on? No, we're right in the middle of the round table. Come on in. we got about five more minutes. That's fine. So have a seat and we'll pre finishing up here. We're talking about attendance. Or lack of. Or that or lack of. Have a seat for a moment. George, we're just coming I'll take care of you. We'll have a good chat. I'm sorry, you realize you were coming. No, I lost. I misplaced myself. Oh, well, yeah, you know. How happens when you get old. Are you a pope? I'm not a pope. I'm not. I'm just a bishop. Just a bishop. Just a servant. Okay. So anyway, back to where we were. So I'm just asking, is, is, do you all see anything that needs to dramatically change to, or do I just need to get on your butts and, and say, hey? Well, look, y'all have friends. I know you do. I know you do. They not deserve to be saved as well? Or are you scared to introduce me to them? I'm going to really embarrass you. Huh? <laughs> so what is it, guys? Help me out here. I mean, I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm bracking my brain on this one. Honestly, I think in the larger picture, and especially in the gay community, it's not. Who said they had to be gay? That's, that's just, okay, from okay. that point of view, it's, we're not the mega church that's. No, we're not. But let me tell you something. The megachurch is not, first of all, okay, I'm going to say this straight up. And this is my opinion, and you can take it or leave it. The megachurch is, is not the megachurch it was 10 years ago, okay? It's not. And, and that's okay. It's, it's evolved into something different. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people that have left that church who are possibly out there looking for something different again. Maybe. 
Now, the other idea is, look, I don't want to be a megachurch. I like being small. I like having the one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations with everybody. I like knowing my, my congregation's names. I like knowing what's going on in their lives and having the opportunity if they get sick or whatever, I can be there rather than sending somebody else. That's my, that's my job. And I don't want to pass that on to anybody else. So I enjoy having the small community, which is not quite this small. Right? And you're right. It is tough to compete in, in the city of Dallas, where we have many, many gay churches. There are, are gay, gay-oriented churches, and we're not we're not a gay church by by any means. We are an all affirming, all welcoming church. But you know, for churches that when are similar to that or, or have similar uh, uh, members, it's tough, especially with the largest gay church in the world being right here in Dallas, which is the Cathedral, Cathedral of Hope. Which thank God for the Cathedral of Hope. I mean, I, they do a lot of good. They do a lot of good. You know, I, my partner and I were we did a lot of fundraisers for the Cathedral back before they were the Cathedral. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's a good thing to have. I'm not downing them at all. They they fill their niche, but we also need you also. And, and there's some people out there that need to hear what we're saying and need to know what we're doing and would really get a kick out of it, I think, and I really could think that we could touch them. And I'm just asking you again, like I always ask you, to please think about that and, you know, look, talk about your church. Don't be ashamed of it. You don't have to throw religion down people's throats. This is not about religion, okay? This is not what this is about. This is about a man, a man named Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. That's all it is. It's about his life and what he did for us and how we're supposed to live our lives. That's not religion. That's just following Jesus, being Christian, and I don't mean in a religious sense, there's all those rules and everything, all that, that junk, you know, that's for you to decide with your God. You decide what your life rules are, what your path is. I can't tell you what your path is. You put whatever name you want. Whatever, in whatever. Names, this is all semantics. Look, we're all, we're all here to love, to love Jesus Christ and to follow in his footsteps. Are you going to do anything special for Holy Week? We are always, always. Holy Week's a big, big week here for me. That's, that's it's my favorite time of the year. In fact, my, my favorite service is what? What's my favorite service of the year? It's Good Friday. Good Friday, absolutely. Good Friday is my favorite service of the year. Um, yes, Holy Week is very, very big here. And in fact, I'm just speaking about that, you probably would like to hear. Uh, you want to be here for Easter, uh, Easter dinner because Bishop Mark, Bishop Mark, uh, what did I, what did I say? Bishop Mark is, is, is made it, is, did it off the chain. That's what I said, did off the chain, Bishop Mark. Was, he, he did it good this year. Y'all gonna be, y'all gonna be, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> How do you promote a church? Three times I was it's tough, in, isn't it? Yeah, three times I was in churches. Dignity was one, and they went down the tube. So yeah, I, unfortunately, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. By the way, yeah, um, I wish we could get some of those guys over here because we're very similar to a Catholic. They just went slowly. I know. And I know. I just wish we could. I I don't know how do you how do you promote a church? How do you promote a church? You just talk to them about it. You talk. Could you offer some? Um, we do. Guidance. We or... offer salvation. <laughs> we offer uh, I mean, a journey to redemption. I mean, if someone is looking for a salvation, church, we've got DallasULC.com. We we're we're all over the net. I mean, we, we do the, the, the typical stuff, but it's not working. We've got a few. It's not working. Something. Is it? I mean, look, guys, I know, Gavin, you've been here with us. You, you know, you're on our board of directors. You know, you were on our board of directors. You're a deacon here at the church. You know, Michael's been here for a while. He's been working with the church and, and, and sees it and sees the hard work that goes into it. And I think you all get a benefit from it. I think you all see that there's something here, that there's a spark, that there's, you know, when we sing a song and we're all three walking away with goosebumps, something's up. And most of us with tears in our eyes, something's up. I don't know. I mean, you know. Word of mouth is your biggest, your biggest thing. You got to get caught. Here's the problem with us, okay? In a, in a non-traditional non setting like we have, 
it's only families that start right. churches, okay? And you, families, you've got a natural, I mean, it's natural. They're, 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 they're populating your church yeah. for you. Kids have no That's choice, our no. challenge, okay? We're, 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 we welcome children, mm-hmm. obviously. It'd be yeah. great to have children here, but it's, we don't have necessarily, we're not, there's not a lot of married couples coming mm-hmm. in here right now. It's okay. not a natural type of thing. So it's not going to happen. So here we are. There's a living in it. Well, how do we do it? Well, when you're on the bus, when you're with your, when you're with your friend, when you're this, when you're that, mention it. Yeah. Just, you, just mention all right, it. All right, all right. Hold on. Slow down a little bit for me, okay? Are you, I'm trying, am I missing you? No, I'm just trying to keep up. Can you slow down just a little bit? I can slow down a little bit. I get very excited about this because I, because I talk about church. I, I know this is me. This isn't y'all's job, and it's not like what I have. But I talk about it all the time. I mean, to everybody. Aunt Patsy, poor Aunt Patsy. She's got me so tired of hearing about my church. But she listens. She doesn't say a word. She listens and nods her head. Mm-hmm. How do you get put on the map? We're on the map. We're on Google Maps. We're on Apple Maps. We're on all those. Quite literally, we are on the map at this point. <laughs> but I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I mean, if, and you look, look at, if you look at the church, different. Well, of course, I always go back to how is you have to look at the fastest growing community in Dallas. It's Hispanic. Absolutely, it is. And that's, that's something we have to look at. And, and, and it hasn't hit us yet because we haven't had that issue. We haven't had just Spanish speakers. At some point, I pray. At some point, I pray that we have to have a Spanish-speaking uh, a, a service. I pray. I pray that that happens. Or at least to have someone to interpret for something like our videos. Something, <laughs> right. Like SAP, it's called SAP, secondary language, something or other. Anyway, yes, it's, it's, it's a dilemma with churches. There are... Tons of different ways to, to market your church. I mean, we do it through YouTube. We have our podcast, which is very popular, by the way. It's, yeah. it's very popular. How, how many people you think you get? Well, we had 5,000 hits since we started it. 5,000 listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been about six or eight months since we started it. Right. We, I mean, we went to church for oh, our three-year anniversary is coming up. But we only did the podcast for about six or eight months. Are these kids coming from Dallas or all over the country? They're mostly from Dallas, which is, I find interesting. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, some straggling one from all over the world. But, you know, it's amazing to me. That we are, I, and I, I, that's why, I think that's why I promote the podcast so much. I'm sorry, Gavin, I'm going too fast again, aren't I? That's why I promote the podcast so much, is because it does get out there and it is reaching more people. There are more avenues that it's being played on um, than just YouTube, because with YouTube, you got to go to YouTube. The podcast, there's 12 different places that you, 12 different ones on here that it's always playing on right now. Mm-hmm. When, when you say a hit, does that mean people actually sit there and re- watch the whole thing, or they, you don't know? It could be one second. It could be. It's not. It's it, they. They. Uh, they. They. Uh, they do. They base it on on how long they listen to. It. It's got to be a majority of the time. Listen to it. They have to listen to a majority of it. Um, and and because, the reason for that is because our advertising is in the middle of the, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the uh, podcast. So they want to know that people are getting that far and hearing that advertising. So because that's because they actually pay. We actually do make uh, a little bit of money off the advertisements. So which helps. So we can. We're getting there, and of course, this year. Well, no, another way we're going to promote us is we're going to be in Pride. We're going to be, we're going to be marching in Pride. We're going to have a, 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 a an entry in in Pride this year. That's a good. It's great. It's a, it's a, you know, look. Again, first of all, we understand our 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 objective here is to support our brothers and sisters at Pride and to feel Pride ourselves. Okay, that's the first thing. This is not a a PR trip. It's not. A, I don't want everybody to think that that's all it is. But look. Let's be honest. While we're going, let's promote the hell out of ourselves because it's a great place to do it. Now, we cannot, I mean, they're very strict on the rules this year. There's no handing out literature. Really? No, no. Anything you, wow. anything you do pass out, you have to pay, it's called a throw fee. Yeah. Okay? And it's a hundred and something dollars yeah. on top of what we've already paid. Yeah. Okay? And they have to approve everything that goes out because if, and if you don't do it, and if you don't do it right, they will 
have you removed from the <laughs> removed from the parade and possibly arrested and fine you for the littering and fine you for cleaning it all up on the schedule. So there cannot be a, you, we're, before we do this thing, we will all be going through this rule book because I read through it and it's extensive and they, they're not playing. It's Fair Park. It is Fair Park and they're not playing, but I'm excited about going. So we've got to have a good showing. Is there any place that she could, I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, this is a nice setup, but I'm really it's great. Surprised. I'm, 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 I'm honored to have you here. But, um, oh, yeah, we, well, we're out of here, too. We were just talking, talking about, about that, too. too. I want yeah. my house back. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is everybody needs to be. And I, I'm, I'm pretty much immersed. I, I feel like sometimes like a Catholic uh, a monk, you know, because I'm always, I'm always, that's what they are. I mean, you think about the Jesuits. I mean, they live at the schools and whatever. And, yeah. Well, let's not go there, right? But, I mean, you know, that, that's essentially what. It's turned into it has twenty four seven, and that's okay for me. But I, it, there are times I need to get away. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not complaining about that. But there are times it would be nice to get away. Mm -hmm. So we're working on those things. We're working on these. It's, it's a lot of money to rent a place in Dallas right now. Oh God, it's a landlord's dream market. It is, and then not a churches. Definitely not a churches <laughs> broke. Now, there are some things that we need to work on, and I need to get with some people who understand tax law a little better and understand uh, 501c3s a little better than I do and have time to help me with that because there are there are some grants there are some loopholes well, not loopholes necessarily but grants that we can do so like we've talked about and, I, and there's no secret about this we've talked about opening our thrift shop and that there actually are because the, the government they give money for certain things and religious organizations are not necessarily it normally because it's separation church and state first of all but secondly um, the churches are normally taken care of by their parent church, like the Methodist would take care of a Methodist church coming up, or a Catholic church would open a Catholic church. We don't necessarily have that. We don't have really a church that's going to be parenting us and bringing us up and rooting us and seeding us, okay? So we have to do that ourselves. There's other nonprofit avenues. Right, we which take. we could do, which we want to do in the church anyway. We wanted to, we wanted to open the, the, uh, the thrift store, but right? It's, but it's to, and do the thrift store. To do the thrift store, that would help, that would supply a means to an end, because we would have the thrift store. And at the same location, we could have the church. And they would, both be supporting they would support each other, way. and we would get our grant money and help us get a, get a going with the church. And then that, that's what we need. That's that push we've got to because getting over this was this is always a, a, a hard spot for, for churches, no matter who they are, is that getting over that hump of getting out of the living room and paying that rent. Mm -hmm. that's, that's big. Big deal. It's big. Plus, you got to pay utilities. Oh, yeah. You may have, and probably you may have to even think about insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if, if, it's not, if you're not covered under, a, under a, an umbrella there, yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to several, I, believe me, I'm, I've worked on this. I've talked to several of the, uh, the WeWork places and the shared whatnot. They, they, they want nothing to do with us. Yeah. They, they do they not want a church single, there. Single one of them immediately basically said, nope. No, they don't want a church, which would be perfect for us. Because we're there one day a week, yo. <laughs> you know? And I told them, look, we're here one day a week. And... and it's on Sunday when hardly anybody else is here. So why wouldn't you want us here? You know, they just say that's not their kind of. They thought the kind of uh, atmosphere they're looking for. I guess they think they're going to have. You know. Well, I'll tell you what I will do. Um, talk about small world. You know, our favorite restaurant. They didn't shut down. Shock, shock. Really? And maybe it was that Jay Peppy's. Oh, oh really? really? Not only did they not shut down, yeah. they need me desperately. Jay Peppy's is a restaurant. It's, it's, it's really a nice little location. It's it, it's, 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 it's right across from. Well, the good thing is, of course, Sundays are bad because you do, uh, you can't get to the uh, TRE. It's on That's the, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Sundays is TRE. Okay. Believe me, there are plenty of people to draw from here, right in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, we could fill that place up. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice. It's a nice. It's a nice location. It's a start. 
it's getting out of here. It's getting closer, I think, to our target audience. Yeah. You know where it is, right? Okay, it's on, it's on 35 near medical near medical, oh. right, right there. So it is the same spot. Oh, the yeah. same restaurant, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that would be the heart of it. <laughs> oh, this is our conversation goes to That's okay. Well, it evolves that way, and I like that. Yeah, um, I got out of it, but they man, I didn't think they were going to make it, to be honest with you. But as it there, happened, they, they're still there, and they're turning it around slowly, and... Uh, there was some skeletons that didn't get buried correctly, and they need someone to dig them up. And boy, and and, and if anybody knows about how to dig up skeletons and put them back down, is it gonna be Bob tested? I'm telling you right. But okay, I was going I knew there was something I wanted to we'll do. We'll talk about that. that. We'll yeah. talk about that. that you, I really believe, and all I know, honestly, is an independent observer. Sure. No matter how how this great this place looks, it still is not. It's still home. It's still hard to get people in the doors here and explain to them we're real, that we are legitimate, and we're just having it in my living room. That's Yeah, I get that. And, and I, I'm with you 100%. Plus the fact, I don't see how you don't go nuts. I already am. That's, that's, that's why. I already am. I already am. Okay. If you want to wait just five seconds, we're going to close. I'm going to close, close it out. You want to go to the bathroom and we'll wait for you? Go. Go. If anybody needs a ride, I'm heading to Oak Cliff in about 10 minutes. Okay. Let him go to the bathroom, and we'll come back, and we'll say our closing prayer. And then uh, if you'll join us for that, would be great. And we'll just circle up and do a little prayer, and then we'll uh, I'll talk to you for a moment. admire your guts and your, your ability to hang on. That's it's, it's not easy, and, and emotionally, uh, physically, and financially. I mean, all of it has been is taxing, but I'm not, I'm not here to be a martyr. I'm here... To, because I'm trying to make this work, and I believe that we, I truly believe, and I was just talking about this, I truly believe we have something that there are a lot of people out there that would benefit from. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. I mean, just this time that we're doing right now, how many churches do this? I mean, they'll, they'll have their, their, their Bible studies. Their small group and their Bible studies. Yeah. But, we're not, we're but, not that's, just, but that's the thing, is that you're not getting the differences of opinion. You're right. stuck within your own age group or your own... Right. This is about what we talked about today, or... What's going on in your life? Or what, we talk about a lot of different subjects here. I mean, we touch on some, a lot of deep subjects too. I mean, a lot of a lot of things that happen in our lives that we talk about. It doesn't necessarily have to be about, you know, your Christianity per se. Even though everything is about your Christianity, everything is about your life with Christ and life following Christ. That's who you are. So and again, it's not about the name Christ either. It's not the man. It, what it's, he it's is. about and seeing he what he's done and. and being Christ-like, it's being Christian. Again, I say that word over and over again, Christian. It means to be Christ-like. If you're doing something other than what Christ did, the way he lived his life, you are not being Christian. And I say that emphatically because I get so tired of hearing about churches discriminating, about churches turning people away, about churches saying that you're condemning people to hell. Christ did not do that. In fact, we talked about it today. What is, what is life but unconditional love? I mean, that's what it is. It's just, it's very simple. If you have unconditional love for everybody, you have done it. You never will, of course, but we can strive. We can try because unconditional love encompasses everything. It encompasses forgiveness. It encompasses understanding. It encompasses compassion. It encompasses generosity. It encompasses everything to that person. If you're able to unconditionally love, always forgive, always love, that, that becomes infectious. Now don't let it get don't let it get taken just get taken now because that's also you know you leave yourself open, yeah. but you, you're all smart enough. If you're able to achieve that unconditional love with just one other person in your life, 
you have done something that probably 99% of this world never does. And it's an amazing goal to, to try and attain. It really is. It's the, the feeling of, of, of unconditionally loving somebody, knowing that that person will never intentionally hurt you, and it's always, always, always has your back no matter what happens. Good luck. Good luck. I wish we were. I wish we could all be like that. I, I, I know I'm not. I mean, we talked about that. I, I hold grudges. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I'm here. Yeah, but you still turn around and you'll still be willing to apologize. I'm willing to apologize, but I, I, I have to work. And I'm still human. I have to work on things. But that's that in and of itself is still more than most, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So why aren't we changing that? People be stubborn. <laughs> they are stubborn. I am too. I am too. All right. Let's go ahead and close. I think it's going to be a little longer than we thought. So let's go ahead and close this out. Save some electricity today. Mm. Okay. Would anybody else like to pray today besides me, or shall I close it out? Go ahead. Okay, I figured that. All right. Bob? Father in heaven, we thank you once again for this opportunity to come together and learn how to be more like Christ, to follow in his footsteps, which is all we really want to do is be like him. Um, Thank you for letting us be here without discrimination, without the fear of being persecuted. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share this Lenten season together and to follow the footsteps uh, that Jesus laid for us so that we might uh, once again try to attain and, and strive for that peak that he has left, uh, led for us, uh, given to us an example. Uh, today was just a, a little peek of, of what's coming in the Holy Week. And uh, Lord, I ask that in the next few weeks you help us to continue on our Lenten journey to, to search within and find where we are supposed to be and make sure that we're getting there. Uh, next week, let's watch over our families, please. Uh, keep, keep an eye on all of them. And I ask that you help us to simply be more Christ. We ask all of this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All righty. Thank you, guys. Let's get the lights out. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some more.